0: Welcome to the Tippy Tappy Sports Cricket World Cup Podcast. This is episode number six. And joining me in the booth today is not only Andrew A.J. Johnson, but also the old firm is back together. It's Nikos Andronikos. Nikos, how are you?
1: But uh, great to be back in the saddle. Uh, are we still calling ourselves Macca and the Method? or that, that's Because I still want to go by Macca, I'll be honest. <laughs>
0: I don't know. It's, it's, it's just more generically tippy tappy sports. But I mean, if you want to be Macca, that's fine with me. Macca? Macca it
2: is. Yeah, I'm good too. I'm good too, Tims.
1: I was up all night watching the game.
0: Really? Uh, yeah. You stayed up all night to watch Australia,
1: Bangladesh. Well, let's. I mean, if you didn't watch the shit games in this World Cup, you, wouldn't have, you almost wouldn't have watched any games so far. I mean, in terms of like mismatches, like I don't, There's there's been about two good games. I I, I know it's going to get better, but like in terms of close games, you know.
2: Yeah, I think that's very unfair to Bangladesh. Yeah, that's not that much of a mismatch. No. Okay. Go. on. Oh well, you know they've 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 been the giant killers, haven't they? And they're also you know we we came into this World Cup on not not particularly high on the rankings list, so I don't think we can really uh, suggest that. We're we're supposed to be some kind of dominant force from the start. I mean, yeah, we came in without our two best players, but, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, what are they? They're they're ranked seventh and we're ranked sixth or something. So it can't be that much of a mismatch. It's a bit bit unfair on the the Bangla. But no one really pays that much attention to the ICC
0: rankings apart from the players themselves, surely. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is... Australia's always pretty good at one-day games. England came in as these red-hot favourites. Uh, I've said this on numerous uh, previous episodes of the podcast that England will choke at some point. Um, and apparent, and I've been, I've, I've received feedback from listeners that I'm too harsh on England. Frankly, those listeners can go and get fucked. Um, but one way or another, uh, I think Nikos is is kind of right in that. I mean. It it is a bit of a mismatch traditionally for Australia to be playing Bangladesh. You would expect Australia to comfortably win. But when I woke up this morning, because I didn't watch the entire game, I was pleasantly surprised to see that the margin of victory was, was kind of as small as it was. So Nikos, you you watched um Bangladesh bat. They they were clearly pretty good then, weren't they?
1: Well uh Isn't that the most runs scored, or the second most runs total amount of runs scored in a World Cup fixture ever? I think it is. Um, Yeah, it's like total score of like seven hundred and something runs. Um, I think that's only second only to um, maybe Australia Sri Lanka in uh, 2015, perhaps. But um, Bangladesh weren't. We didn't bowl them out, you know. Yeah. Um, They just started too slowly, as is. That's the, I think that's the thing. Once you once you've once you've got over three hundred, let alone three eighty, uh, if you want to chase that, you gotta you gotta hit the ground running, big time. Um, kind of. And I mean, yeah. Sorry. Well, it just ends up being too big an ask. I think. Like I just don't. Like you'd need you'd need a really miraculous individual performance or two. Yeah. Um, to to actually pull that off and. Um, uh, their best player who's their who's their Shaqib al Hassan. Shaqib
2: right? al Hassan, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: he didn't he wasn't amongst the runs as much as he would have needed to be. Um yeah, he got forty
2: four or something, didn't he?
1: One of their but one of their um, middle order guys was cracked a ton. But I mean he just wasn't yeah, um, Mushfikur
2: Rahim. Mushfikur Rahim, yeah.
1: He uh, hit 102 from 97 balls. Well, that's just not like you can't like if you're gonna if he was the rock, then you needed some other guys to to score like big strike rate runs, and none of them really did.
2: So did you did you watch the Australian innings? No. So the Australian innings was constructed like basically the same way. Yeah, like, but that's cool they, because you're, they, you're, you're they not scored, chasing. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bangladesh scored the same amount of runs as Australia in the first ten overs. Like, yeah, they had, but they lost a wicket, so that's just that that's but but, but, but
1: but I think when you're setting the target, like you you know anything goes. You can you can actually do it any way you like, and and psychologically there's nothing in your way in a way. Whereas once once you're chasing. Like, so much more psychology comes into
2: it. Yeah, true. But I found I found it quite funny listening to, like, I was uh, at the drinks, the second drinks break in the Australian, like, um, Mark Waugh was going on. Oh, you know, they've just got to score quicker. They're making it hard for themselves, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, surely not. Like, I mean, it's fine. David Warner's still in after 32 overs and has 100. So... And yeah. then sure enough, sure enough, they get 380-something or whatever. So but I reckon the better teams can still do it batting second. Like India's done it to Australia when they were here, where you think that Australia's actually got them covered, and then they just slowly work into it, and then Dhoni comes in and hits like 20, 20 runs and over for four overs, and suddenly they're back in it. So yeah. I think the good teams can still do it. The good teams can still do it. But yeah, Bangladesh probably don't have the depth. Well, that's what
0: you were saying about about New Zealand last time, AJ. Is that they've, yeah. you know, thus far they've 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 won all of their games batting second, um, and in fact they did that again like a couple of days ago, right? What's his name? Kane Kane Williamson scored that scored that hundred. So uh-huh. um, I think it will be. Interesting, naturally, to see what happens on Tuesday when when Australia plays England, because not surprisingly, someone is going to have to bat second. So your theory about um, <laughs> um, being able I mean, to chase down a very high target will be sh- should be the order of New the day. New
1: Zealand haven't had to chase huge totals though, and they've only played shit teams. So they 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 chased um, they chased Bangladesh, and uh, it was two forty four. They chased down. Um, they, they chased um, South Africa
2: Everyone.
1: 241. Yep. yep. Um, the only good team they played was a washout, India. So New Zealand are yet to be... Everyone's like, oh, oh New Zealand under the radar. They just haven't played anyone
2: good. True. They look good, though. They're bowling well. Like they're, they're, the fact that they're not letting any other teams, even though they're not great teams necessarily, yeah. um, score much. It's pretty impressive, but this is this is related to the, this batting first, batting second. Thing is related to something that we said we discussed today, Tim's, which is the uh, the Duckworth Lewis. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. Okay. Um, and like, if you consider the way that works, right? If you consider the way that works, so so the way the way it works is it decides uh, how many resources you have left as a batting team to give you a percentage score of what you should have to get in the second innings if there's some overs lost due to rain. So if you uh, have all 10 wickets at hand and 50 overs left to play, which is obviously like the perfect test case, you have 100% of your resources and you should be able to score all of the runs that are your target. But if you have lost, say, five wickets um, and you've got, um, you know, 10 overs left, then you've got a very – there's a very small percentage that you need that you of resources remaining to you. So um, it changes how much you need to score in relation to what the other teams scored. But they also take into account the fact that the other team did that they were going to have a shortened innings, and a, you get a ratio of what their innings would have been with their resources left if they were in the same circumstances.
0: Right. So it's like a dynamic model
2: – yeah, yes. so it's a
0: dynamic model which which adjusts according to you know where you happen to be at the particular moment in time when the calculation is done. So it it sounds like way more sophisticated than than it kind of should be. Um, I know I would like to see the algo that they use in order to calculate this,
2: and why but, hasn't
0: someone turned that into some kind of search engine?
2: I think there's an app that you can do, but um, that you can get, but the the um they have a chart of the wickets to like the number of wickets left and how that affects the resource percentage that they give you and the number of others left. And um, the wickets is massive. Like if you've lost two wickets and you have, um, you know, however much left, it comes down by 20% or whatever, as opposed to having lost no wickets. So, but I know the reason I think that's interesting is because it's probably, it's all based on scores in cricket so that, it's based on the num the amount the how much teams score when they do have 10 wickets in hand as opposed to eight wickets in hand or whatever and it suggests that if you do have the wickets in hand you're going to get heaps heaps more runs so i think like batting with the strategy that australia did last night and just trying to stay in for a long, long period of time and get set and then just go berserk and have Maxwell coming in and hitting 32 off 10 or whatever.
1: Yeah, but that's, um, that's, that's being um, called kind of retro t- strategy now because England, England's kind of new one-day kind of modern game is that you don't need a rock necessarily if, if all of your top seven can come in and smash... 40 off 20 or whatever, you, you end up with an enormous score um, and you haven't timed it out. You, you you basically go for broke from the word go and you score at a constant rate um, and you don't worry about the wickets tumbling as they do because you know that the next guy coming in will do the same as the guy going out. Um, yeah. They're all good enough. Uh, you know. Uh, whereas... The old school is to have your top order, but try to hold the fort and then go, go Pongo in the last 15 overs or whatever.
2: It'd be interesting to see if they actually do that against Australia, if they try and go like, nuts from the start. No one's really been doing it unless they ha- like, someone just happens to look like they feel right and then they just start belting it around. you know? But, yeah, um, yeah, It hasn't like, really been a, like, looked like a game plan for anyone yet, except for them the- in that one game.
1: And this is why, like, there's criticism of Dave, David Warner batting slower than he used to and not being such an explosive um, presence up the top. But really it's just um, – it just shows that actually there's less um, pr- progressive thinking in one-day cricket than we all thought there was, that actually it still pays to just have a guy up the top score big runs and hold the, hold the fort and ramp it up later on in the innings and, like – Welcome back, back to the future,
2: you know? Yeah. Well, as, as I said the other day, Tim, it's nonsense that all this bullshit about Warner not batting well. It's fucking ridiculous.
0: Well, he's now the highest run scorer in the tournament. Again. Right? Yep. Yeah. 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 So, but, I mean, just, just picking up that point about, you know, about the progressive thinking and whatnot. I mean, the way, the way England has been batting is just, like, Taking what Sri Lanka were doing in the in the nineteen ninety six World Cup, i.e., going after bowlers from the from the outset, but but England is now doing that, you know, to the power of ten. So I take Nikos's point that I mean it's not as though the old school grafting initially and then going nuts towards the end uh, has kind of fallen out of favour, but everything has been ramped up a couple of notches, right? I mean the idea that Warner is contained but he's still getting 120 off you know 117 balls is i mean that's still an excellent strike rate right like it's you know it's just it's just that Australia unlike England doesn't have players who can come in apart from Glenn Maxwell who only ever seems to get 15 off like two <laughs> deliveries and then gets out um we don't have those like those players like like Butler and Jason Roy, anyone like like those people who, who, who consistently come in and score that that kind of forty or fifty off twenty deliveries, right? And that's where those scores really really do start to start to add up. So I I, I think well, the, a, the yeah
1: you're, you're right. The, the, the argument is that um, Warner batting the way he's batting now has meant that our middle order is a bit confused about its identity. And that's why Smith and Kawaja seem a bit like, well, what are they? What are they there for? Are they, are they there to score slow and steady like they always have? Or are they meant to ramp it up? And are they capable of ramping it up? Is that their personality or their even their skill set? They're, they're, they're a little bit in no man's land, I think, identity-wise, the
2: middle order. Yeah, Kawaja did it all right last night, though. He looked pretty – like he started off nice and slow, just got his – Dying and then rock and roll.
1: 80-something, I mean, uh,
2: 70-something, and then ran out, ran out Maxwell and got out next ball. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I well, mean... S-
0: Smith also looked good for his one delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that look on his face when he did the review of the LBW it was like classic uh, ABC TV historical documentary. Just like him with his 1950s face looking confused when he clearly yeah. knew that it was out. But it's like... Why would Steve Smith get out? Kind of, you know, second ball It was yeah. quite, it was quite quite remarkable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I, yeah, uh, I what well, the fall of wicket when Kawaja came in was um, uh, so hundred and hundred
2: and twenty or something. Hundred and twenty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So you you think like yeah after after settling yourself in. One of Warner or Uzzy should have put the foot down maybe a little
2: harder a bit earlier, perhaps? We scored 388 <laughs> or whatever it is. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone yeah, yeah. needed to put the foot down a little earlier or a little harder. Like, that, Warner did put the foot down and when he got to about 110 or something. Yeah, and yeah, then just I think his last,
1: his last 70 runs were off like 30 balls or 25 yeah. balls.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. Kawaja kind of started to do the same thing once he got to about 40. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, and Maxwell's ridiculous. He, I looks think so, he looks so bad sometimes and he just keeps on scoring fours and sixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he a, just doesn't look like he's, he's a playing freak. a cricket shot.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Is it, isn't yeah. this all this about, like, I mean, because none of this really matters when you're setting the total. This is about how how it's going to work when you're chasing a big total. I think that's really yeah. the test of a batting lineup.
2: Yeah, they haven't been tested in that way yet.
1: No. Yeah. So, because did India chase
2: us down?
0: Yeah, no, no, no we no. No, we, oh, no, we tried to India. we
2: tried to chase, oh, we them. fell short, but 15 short or something.
1: No, it was by it was by about 30 30 352, and we we got to 316. It's a lot of runs. And you can see from that game, the strike rates were just not good enough in the middle order to chase that properly. Until you got yeah. to Alex, Alex Carey. I mean, Maxwell, Maxwell and Carey were the, the only two that really grasped the, the necessary pace of that chase for looking at these run rates. It's
0: almost as if the um, mathematical calculation required by, by the batsmen is kind of beyond them because they've got 50 overs to play with rather than 20. So even the most sort of basic guy can work out vaguely how many runs they need to score uh, an over because you're only dealing with 20 overs. But where you've got 50 overs, you might, I'm sure it is quite easy to kind of forget that, oh, actually, it's okay if I score three runs here. I just know that I'll need to score 4.5 or whatever in the next over. So unless you've got, Someone maybe kind of telling you when you do need to to accelerate. Then maybe they just don't really kind of think about it, right? I mean, I I don't. Surely someone's asked them asked them about this, or or they do get the information when when they're out there. I mean, they're calling for drinks I, and gloves and whatnot every five minutes. So, so, I, so sure, I, surely those messages are being. Relayed. I think they
2: usually have a plan to attack specific bowlers if they're going to attack. So, like, they won't. Um, the, I think they just play it kind of ball for ball and see how they go, just try and turn the strike over as much as possible and get the runs. And then if one particular bowler starts to bowl loose, then they'll have a crack. Or if there's a bowler that they think is rubbish that they've got the upper hand on, then they'll, they'll have a crack. But I don't think they really worry necessarily about their exact score because like it, the 2020 has changed the game in the fact that you, you now realise that if necessary, you can score 14 runs and over for a, a few overs in a row, and suddenly you're back in the game you know, very quickly. Mm, um, so, but I find it interesting. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they're using to do these calculations in the first innings of like likely scores for teams is not particularly accurate because they, the, for ages they had Australia at like, like 320, 330, 340, 350 last night and just kept on climbing even mm. though the run rate wasn't changing didn't seem to be changing that drastically. But um, yeah. then they just motor at the end. So. Yeah,
1: well, because motoring, I mean, how do statistics predict
2: bats, no, no,
1: that, that, that a batsman's going to suddenly put the foot like You can't, you know. That's the no, human no, no. element of the game. That's the art of the game.
0: That's right. Well, the there's no... That, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, there's no statistic for predicting, you know, how Marcus Stoinis is going to go. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs>
1: No, there's probably a stat on like you know how awesome his muscles are. I'm sure we could we <laughs> could put that into some kind of matrix. So we couldn't bowl them out is probably more concerning to me from from last night's match. Didn't have to though, did we? Well, they got close. They got they got close, man.
2: But there's from from a strategic point of view, if you're defending 388, you don't need to go chasing wickets. You can just Make sure you contain them and bowl good line and length, and let them eventually make mistakes and get out. Yeah, and but like get themselves like, into enough trouble.
1: Pat Cummins. That's none the to, advantage. None, like Cummins didn't take a wicket. I mean, Cummins has been playing very well, but like, isn't it bizarre that Pat Cummins couldn't take a wicket in ten overs against Bangladesh?
2: Yeah, but he also uh, almost half of his balls were dot balls, weren't they? Like twenty-eight dot balls or something. He just had a few. That ran away.
1: He went at six and a half and over
2: in the yeah. end, but he twenty eight of these balls were still dot balls, and then so they just got a few boundaries off him to turn it around. But yeah. um, you know what I mean? Like it's close to him just breaking through if you're bowling that many dot balls, you're putting yeah. pressure on.
1: But I mean, it, you know, if, if we want to, we're we're looking at whether we can beat India and or England, and we and we can't Chasey. bowl it up. I don't know, and we can't bowl out Bangladesh. I just think, I don't know. Yeah. That, doesn't, that doesn't bode well for me, you know?
0: No, no, well, because what you end up with is a game like the one against Pakistan, right, where if someone like Wahab or, or one of those tail end, like, like a Nathan Coulton-Nile style figure comes in and just starts throwing the bat and for whatever reason start, starts connecting, mm. then, okay, sure, you're, you might have a lot of runs to play with, but things start to get a bit tense, So, you then do have to go looking for uh, wickets. So, I, you know, you do.
1: I mean, by comparison, just so you know, I mean, England knocked up uh, about the same score against Bangladesh, 386. And then they bowled at Bangladesh out for 280. Yeah. So, that's that's more impressive. Yes. All of their bowlers were in the wickets, like almost all of their bowlers took wickets. Yeah, and they bowled him out in under in in forty eight overs. So that's what I'm talking about, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. We should be able to take the wickets. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, who knows? I mean, I didn't see much about about the pitch. I mean, it seemed to be a pretty good batting wicket. And again, I mean, I'm not sure what that pitch was like. It did
2: some weird stuff. It got uh, every now and then um, the ball kicked on. Like Warner got hit on the glove early in the game at one point, and was. Um, he looked like a park cricketer that had just been surprised by a quicker ball from an old bloke. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had that feeling. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Um, which is pretty funny, but um, yeah, it did it a little bit, but not yeah. And it turned uh, t- that um, Shaky al Hassan is a good bowler. He's, yeah, he is. He's really good. He turns it a long way. Yeah, like yeah. Anyway. I love lists, and he's number one in the world rankings for all-rounders. So number one, I love yeah. him.
1: I well, like I just him. think like you—you you want you need to see Stark and Cummins taking, you know, two or three wickets each every match, yeah, yeah. to believe yeah. that they can win a World Cup. Well, know. because yeah. we don't
0: have much else after, after them, right? I mean, I know. No,
1: we don't. I'm I'm hoping someone gets injured and they have to bring Hazelwood in as well. Like, let, what I'd love to see. Hazelwood added to that bowling lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean I I still actually don't understand why he's not in the squad. Fultonhill can bat a bit, but, uh, that's why. But I you know, we've spoken about this before. The idea of picking bowlers for their batting is is frankly
2: ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the same thing happens with Zampa and Lyon. Really. Like I can't really tell. I don't I I think Lyon's a better bowler anyway, so I don't understand why Zampa Gets picked, but I guess it's for the fact that he can swing the bat a bit, score, scamper a few singles. But um, the the probably the good thing for Australia was that the wickets came from those guys, though. Like Coulton, Isle and example were the ones that actually got the wickets. Yeah. So that's positive. Oh, wicket. Yeah, he got one. Coulton Isle got two, didn't he? Yeah. So that's 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 four wickets for Coulton Isle for the tour. <laughs> <laughs> two, two. Stark's like still the leading wicket taker in the tournament, isn't he, or something? It's stupid. Yeah, Maybe I think not.
1: so. Yeah. Uh, uh but like the the Centurion was not out in Bangladesh and um and then there was a run out it was a great run out up the top from Finch through down the yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Finch Finch looks a bit
0: like like all of those slow-mo replays during that during that run out he 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 did have like a bit of a look of a cyborg about him as he sort of sized up those stumps and then realized that he had a bit more time to throw and he kind of throws like a bit of a mong
1: in the way that he bowls like a bit of a mong too yeah <laughs> he's basically like
2: he's basically a lumbering retard let's be honest <laughs> Well, he used to carry a lot more weight, so maybe his body's just like still thinks it's carrying a bit more weight as he kind of wanders around. I wonder if he was a cox at school. Yeah, yeah like probably run. not. <laughs> probably not.
1: No, looks that's a look, good, no, good
2: in joke for everyone who wasn't with us before we started recording.
1: He's not a he's not uh, a retard, but he, he is somehow he kind of lumbers around a bit, doesn't he? It's true.
2: Yeah. Um, I in, yeah. in other news, lots of colour around the around um, with Bangladesh playing, um, but I heard that the people from the uh, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, Peter, were quite upset um, because there were some Bangladeshi fans in the crowd urging everyone to come on Tigers. Um, so, yeah, that was um, the big news to come out of the kind of crowd business that went on.
1: As in... <laughs> Ejaculate onto some tigers.
2: Yeah, well, that's what it looked like that they were doing um, with this, the signs that they were holding up. Yeah, um, right. And they had a whole bunch of little fluffy tigers around. Um, I don't know how much seed actually got spilled around the ground onto some of those fluffy tigers, but um, it was worrying for a while there. So,
0: what, so hang what the, the, the sign
2: said, come on, tigers. Yeah, come on, tigers. It's like a command, like a, <laughs> an order. <laughs> A suggestion for everyone around the ground with all those tigers around. And some people were wearing tiger onesies. And I, I, don't, I hate to think what happened to them on the way out. But, um, yeah, that's just something I noticed. Uh, in well, camp. I mean, as of 2015, a
1: census of tigers, there's actually, <laughs> a, there's actually only 100 tigers left in Bangladesh's forest. Well, and you can understand why Peter was so upset. I mean, they're going to have to swap animals. Like, they won't be able to have the tiger as their as their mascot once they're all gone. Are there no, no, any other animals in Bangladesh?
2: Don't know. They're just just tigers. I've not I've not been to Bangladesh.
1: Just like creatures that live in kind of oh they've got some good they've got some good kind of warthoggy kind of bisony kind of creatures do they yeah they've got one war, called a hoggy bison they've, yeah they've got one called a banteng which looks like a funny cow with horns the Bino, band, eh? the bangla- come on the banteng that sounds good they've got a they've got one called a gawa a guar it's an indian bison it's the largest living bison species that's good why don't they use that
2: is that an indian thing though
1: no, no, it's in it's in Bengal, so it's in Bangladesh. They've got one called a Nilgai, which looks like someone has photoshopped a cow a, a cow's body, so it's really big, and then they've photoshopped the head, so it's really small. It looks ridiculous.
0: Okay, we'll have to um have to get some images up.
1: Yeah. So I just think maybe they need to swap out they need to swap out from the tiger because the tigers are done. Sadly,
0: yeah, yeah. The tiger. If if there are all of these other animals in uh, in Bangladesh, I mean, they don't they don't get much of a look in. And everyone loves tigers, honestly. Like, what what's so good about a tiger? I know exactly. Tiger.
2: Um, yeah, I like the tiger.
0: Come on, tigers! Come on, life. <laughs> west tigers, uh, Bangladesh. <laughs> ti- tiger tigers. towns. Tiger, uh, tiger town.
2: Tiger town. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um looking looking forward to uh, to next week, um, as we we're saying earlier, Australia's not playing again until Tuesday night when they have that match against uh England. Yeah. Um, what are your what are your predictions for uh for that game, Nikos? Oh, I
1: cannot wait. it's gonna be the you know, it's gonna be the first re I mean Somehow, it wasn't surprising that that game we had against India. Like, I, I mean, it was relatively early in the tournament. Uh, India just, thanks to that big knock up the top, Darwin's knock. They just, I don't know. We just, I never expected to win, but now that we've had a few more games and we've built up a few wins on the on the run, I feel like we should we should try to win the game. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is the start of the ashes.
1: It's the start of the ashes. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, it, would be great to, it would be great to win, but we're both going to make the semis, right? So would you want to win this one and then be forced to back up the win next time you face them? Or would you want to lose this one and learn all your lessons and then come out and beat them when it actually matters?
0: Well, it's not dissimilar to Australia and New Zealand in 2015.
1: Exactly. Right? Exactly.
2: Will we, see, will we see similar ridiculously low scorelines as we saw in those games? Like where teams just look like they're State absolutely Norwegian, dead. Like 5-4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, you think we will, AJ? They were great games, those ones. Like I really, I remember that really revived my interest in cricket at the time um, of that World Cup because I was just like, it's good to see teams being able to win the game with the ball. Because at that particular yeah. point in time, I was like, "Oh, it's so being and heavy." And then Australia came out and and won that final basically with the ball, which was great. Yeah, but But um, I wonder if that'll happen again here. Um. But uh, I my tip is Australia by uh, six wickets or or 40 runs, depending on what happens. I think Ooh. they'll win. But yeah, I think it's a good point. I, whether or not we should be winning this one and. And just focusing on the next one, but of course you're gonna try and win the game. It's a ridiculous conversation to have, really. But um, yeah, yeah. I say I say Australia to win. I think they're looking good.
0: Yeah, because we're not a banker for I mean for making the semis. I know Bangladesh could still could still uh, make it if. Um, okay, you think you think India. They're done.
2: India would have to fall apart, and that's probably not going to happen.
1: No. Well, um, England have a, one more match before us, which is uh, tonight, which is um, Sri Lanka. Yeah. So they're obviously just going to go out and score, you know, 800 runs. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. Like, they'll be, be jazzed for it. I, you know, you might want to put some money on a washout.
2: Yeah. yeah. That seems to be a likely outcome at the moment.
1: Which would be, which would be just a classic thing to have i mean it's great what i've loved is hearing people say um oh you can't complain about the rain it's just the rain. you can't complain yes you fucking can (laughs) (laughs) you can you don't have a multi-million dollar fucking event and then go oh it got rained out it's pathetic like any event that wants to actually be a success has a fucking rain plan you know let's have a wet weather number
0: it's call Weigel and see if yeah, the grounds are open. They do
2: have a rain plan. <laughs> all fixtures are on. Report to ground. They, 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 they do have a rain plan. The rain plan with cricket is if it's a preliminary game, it's no result, one point each. And if it's right, a final, yes, they have an extra right, day.
1: That is not a plan. That's not that. That's no. just giving up. That's letting
2: nature win. So like, you reckon that the, the, the humans... tournament could essentially just go on forever? And who would nature win or would we win if we just let the Q- tournament? Go AJ. on to ever trying to reschedule games. Like
1: look look at the world right now. Humans are winning. We're winning against <laughs> nature. All right? Why should yeah, we be okay. different? Okay. Actually, we're losing. Yeah, we're we, losing. Nah, we're it losing, looks
0: really like we're losing.
1: They lose. It looks but it's as I said before, like you, you, you gotta you lose a couple to learn and then you fucking come out <laughs> and you thrash them at the end.
0: Yeah. You gotta All sometimes right. you gotta go backwards to go forward.
1: No, but quite seriously, what I'm saying is uh, put a roof on the fucking stadium play the game you know it's ridiculous all these stadiums should have should have roofs or or at least put up a tarp over the How top. horrible <laughs> all these beautiful grounds in England covered with tarp <laughs> but at least the game, at least the game would happen because as it stands if if like none of none of the really great well there was India New Zealand that was a real shame that got washed out because that would have been a a genuine look into the status of New Zealand, which we haven't really had yet, you know. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sad for the West Indies that they got washed out um, against South Africa because if they'd had a win there, that might have given them a boost, you know. There's, like the rain actually has been disruptive to some of these teams' development in this tournament. And uh, what other event gets rained out, honestly? Well, cricket gets rained out all the time. No, but, this
0: is, but to Nick point, this is an international tournament and, you know, we've, we've spoken about this before in that, in that the format, by having like one game every couple of days rather than when you know that there are going to be um, a lot of teams playing, you could have two, two games on at the same time, right? Or yeah. they could. Yes. you could actually condense things and if you do need a reserve day... Yeah, and the tor- if, if the tournament ends up going for 6 weeks then so be it right but this this idea of of a having a tournament last for 6 weeks and b having some games washed out i, I agree with nikos it's frankly ludicrous
2: yeah it's ridiculous I don't think, they, yeah but it's, there's, there's no actual solution to it because you can't yeah, um you the can't solution. sell the tickets to the game you can't sell the tickets to the event like if you you can't have a have shifting dates for all the games because if one team has to play twice if one team has to play twice in three days already which has happened which happens quite a bit I think so some teams' to have to play twice in on like every third day or something then if they get a rain delay on one day and then they have to play the next day then that changes everything in terms of being able to move the teams around where do the teams stay in hotels well, like all I'm, that shit I'm changes.
1: hearing I'm hearing like Problems, AJ. What genuine
2: I logistical is, issues. What I
1: what I need <laughs> to hear. What I need to hear is solution.
2: That's right. right. That's All
1: right, right. Mean, Honestly,
0: is- how hard is it to find a if, hotel to house the
1: Bangladeshi
2: yeah. team for like one Truly. night? You,
1: you can list off various really issues hard
2: that aren't in like certain perfect. cities in England. I'd say it's very hard.
1: Oh god, crime <laughs> River. Honestly, if, if you just say, if someone in charge of this tournament said at the start, yeah. there's only one rule, and the rule is. There will be no dropped games in this tournament. Go and go and organise it. You can't tell me you get a bunch of actuarial students in to fucking solve that in about two hours.
2: Possibly, but it'd cost them too much <laughs> money. It'd cost it too much money to do it that way. This is the like easily the most efficient way to do it. That's why they're yeah. doing it. Right. Well, it's efficiency
1: at the expense of uh, making the tournament truly great.
0: Yeah. yeah, and also, I mean, how much extra would it cost to do what Nikos has said? I mean, you know, four actuarial students for two days, costs how much? Exactly,
2: a hundred no, bucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to delay a game by a day would cost several hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the tournament's already costing several million dollars, so a couple of hundred grand. Think here about
2: and there. think about every little tiny thing. Like you've got to have staff on standby. Security, you got to have like you have to book the stadium essentially for the extra classic day. Classic AJ, classic. Well, I'm just saying, I work in that industry and it's well, basically just play, impossible.
1: You just play hardball. You say we need two days for the price of one, or we're not taking the game to your stadium. You decide. Yeah, sure, but I don't
2: think, uh, but, I don't well, think the ICC. I don't think the ICC is going to appreciate the England Cricket Board putting themselves in that situation and playing hardball with their stadiums and not necessarily being able to pull the event off.
1: Well, I, what I'm saying is I would have liked
2: to see India New Zealand. And uh, Me I, think that, we'll, I think... We'll still see it. We're going to see it. it. We're going to see it in either a semi-final or a final. Well, I tell you post-final. what, if there's
1: if there's one more key match-up in this round-robin part of the tournament that gets washed out, this, the tournament starts to become a laughing stock. Let, let's say so. there's two more. Let's say Australia-England gets washed out and then... Uh, India, England gets washed out.
2: I mean, that would be – that's a joke. It's actually the best result because then at least they're all going to play each other later anyway. Yeah, well, but it's, it, it,
0: it gives you a different – actually, it's a different spin. It's a different lens on the on those sure. semifinals because no, I, none of them have, have, in fact, played each other uh, apart from obviously Australia or India. So, I, I mean, they could play each other like after the World Cup. <laughs>
2: Well, so I mean, there's, it... there's torrential rain from now until the, the quarter, f- the semifinals, <laughs> and we Tell don't have to play any of these other fucking games, so we can just Tell get on with the four teams that are the top four.
1: Tell um, me this, all right? What happens if we get to the semis or to the final, and it's just non-stop rain for like two weeks? Do they abandon the tournament?
2: Uh, Do they abandon no, the it, final? So the semi-finals would go straight to the final. Like whoever's top ranking goes straight to the final. And so then, you think
1: the semi's got washed out,
2: the top ranking team goes straight to the final. Oh, and, and then, then the what final. if there's
1: two weeks straight of rain at Lords or whatever?
2: I don't know what they do. I assume they just give it to the team that finished top. I and mean, the, that would be after the, after end the two of, days.
1: Can you imagine? They they. Forget they, they, they should all fly to fucking Qatar and play the game, uh, you know, under, under a roof.
2: Well, that's why they're <laughs> playing the World Cup there for soccer. And they, I think it's because of corruption, mostly. It, it, it? is because of corruption, <laughs> it is because of corruption, but, but that's also a good reason to do it. Like, um, that's the reason they, they hid behind.
1: I mean, like, did any World Cup soccer match ever get called off because it was raining?
0: No, no, it's always played in summer. Yeah. Nice weather.
1: The only time I remember them calling off a uh, rugby league match was, um, I think it was a rep game. It was a, wa- a kangaroos match up at Brisbane, remember? And the Gabba was like, was like it was like uh, ancient Rome when they fill the amphitheater with water and restage famous naval battles.
2: Well, they, they, um, <laughs> they delayed the Roosters-Dragons game, remember, um, a couple of years ago on uh, Anzac Day because it was hail, torrential oh, yeah. hail.
1: That would have been um, awesome to play And a
2: lightning storm. And a lightning storm. So they pulled them all in at about after about 30 minutes in the first half or something. I think they just pulled Seriously. them all into the sheds.
1: If I was the fucking Ken Artherson of the NRL right now, <laughs> I would be scheduling games during thunderstorms and I'd make all the players run around with kites attached, with keys, uh, keys attached to them. That would be a game worth watching. But anyway, look... Um, yeah. Oh, uh, hopefully, there isn't a washout. Damo, what do you think is going to happen? In Australia, England.
0: Uh, I think I think England will will probably cream Australia. Uh, this is the this is the reckoning for Australia. They've uh, yeah they've won some games, but I don't think they've looked particularly fluent. Uh, and I expect England to actually to come out and 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 really destroy them. Uh, whether it's Jason Roy or Owen Morgan or Josh Butler, someone is probably going to score 200 uh, and England will think that they will end up winning the tournament. And uh, as I keep saying, I look forward to the fall in uh, a couple of weeks' time. Yeah,
1: I I think I agree with you. I think England's going to win and win decisively. Yeah. All right, 2-1. Yeah.
2: Um, All right, well. You know, are you guys keeping track of... You guys keeping track of donations to Israel for legal fund?
0: Can you? I, I cannot believe this. I
2: cannot. <laughs> <like> he's, <laughs> up to, he's up to 300 grand or something, surely. No, he's
0: that's up ridiculous. to $3 million.
2: No, that's what he's asking for. But he's already received donations of. Uh, last time I checked, it was over 200, um, which is um, just terrifying because he doesn't even have to get to 3 million to get the money. It's all his no. now. Anything that anyone has donated just belongs to him.
1: He's up to 200. He's currently at this moment on 289
2: grand. Uh, That's ridiculous. Anyway, who are these people? (sighs) giving Giving a millionaire your money to go and fight his legal battle.
1: Well, he says he's already spent over 100 grand of his own money.
2: I'm sure he's donating. I saw uh, there's a couple of big anonymous donations. I reckon a couple of them are from him.
1: Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what you always do, isn't it?
2: To to like you know. I don't
1: know. It's like a busker putting some money in the in the hat. (laughs) You've got to have a float. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What a farce! farce. (laughs) Should we donate? Should we put in?
2: Yeah, we should put some Bitcoin in or some um, some Libra. I just want to. We should. I, I I want to raise my own money if it's that easy for something, whatever I feel like doing.
0: Well we should we should crowdfund we should like crowdfund to like buy um to um, hire a stadium for another day so that like <laughs> England could
2: play India.
1: Yeah exactly. Sure.
2: sure. Good uh, okay that's a good idea. So <laughs> good point. thought to end on. Good thought to end on
1: uh, it's yeah. good I've just been scrolling through here. Um Michael Checker has donated
2: twenty dollars. <laughs> Someone <laughs> that. In. That's, gold. that's gold. Uh, Did you see the list of things that at the end that he says uh, reasons why you might want to donate to me? And he's got like because I believe in freedom of religious expression, because I am a Christian too. Because <laughs> the last one is because I believe Australia's best players should be playing at the upcoming Rugby World Cup.
1: Well, I mean, he's got a point <laughs> there.
2: That's, that's desperation. A
1: well, that's that's probably the biggest reason.
2: Uh, well, no, it's not the reason that you should give him money to fight his legal battle, which he's claiming is all about religious freedom of expression. I
1: mean, are there any convicted murderers, pedophiles, anyone else um, in jail currently that we could we could uh, get out to play? Like, let's get all the worst people who have skill. Like, they've got to have skills, but get them out, and yeah. get them on the field, put them in a jersey. Oh, I mean, Australian rugby.
2: You know, needs needs
1: everything. It needs help.
2: It needs help. Well, we got the 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 under twenties teams playing in the final of the World Championships this weekend. Oh yeah, that's good. So there's some hope in the future. There's some hope.
1: There's some hope. Till they all decide to play league,
2: maybe. Yeah, they all become the next Cameron Murray or Angus Crichton. Yeah. Well,
1: being the next Angus Crichton isn't exactly you know something worth aiming for, is it? No, you're gonna
2: lose a finger at some point, aren't you? For a start. Ooh, that's true.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, I didn't tell you what. Dark this Mofo has been good. Like, but uh, I think um, I think you know if they can put on Dark Mofo, they can they can fucking play games under under tarps in the World Cup. Yep.
0: Games under tarps. Uh, well, we should talk about Dark Mofo next time because. I don't think we'll want to spend too much time talking about uh, Australia's shellacking by uh, England.
1: So oh, we'll love it. We'll love that. That's, that's goal. I can't
0: wait. Let's hold that thought. And uh, uh, thanks, guys, for jumping on. Let's pick this up again post Australia England. Nice. Okay. Thanks.